Get your mouth onto it. Oh. <laughs> That's the way we're going to start the pod. <laughs> Get your mouth onto it. Yes. Hey, brother. Hello, brother. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 14 of Match Wits. I'm your host, Steve, alongside my younger brother, Chris. Uh, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> so this is a special, we're going to cram it in real quick, episode right. of, of Match Wits. After we put our mouth on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was going to cut that out at the beginning. Now it's going to have to be the running gag. Um, so anyways, uh, we're going we're gonna to fit this episode in. This is going to be a complete uh, spoiler episode all about Avengers Endgame. Uh, Chris, how many times have you seen it already? Once no, or twice. Just, just once. I saw it on Friday. We were going to go again today, but we went to Paw Patrol Live instead. <laughs> <laughs> And we and, and and I literally just got back from the theater, got in the car, came here and turned on the microphone yep. and then jammed it in my face. That's All right. right. So let let let's get into it. Um and again, this is still fresh. I don't know that I've completely processed anything. But if you have not seen Avengers Endgame turn, Just turn we, it off. Just turn it just off. Turn just this stop. Off right now. Just do not go any further. Yeah. Go see the movie and then come yeah. back. We'll be here um uh, and, and talking about it when you when you get back. So we'll we'll wait. <laughs> yep. Okay, you guys back yet? Because it's okay. fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right, so, go ahead. Give me, I give me your thoughts. I, dude, there's just there's like four or five moments where the theater stood up and cheered. Like there was times where like my butthole like clenched up a little bit. There was times when like I actually got slightly aroused at some things on screen. <laughs> I was just like I couldn't, Steve. I couldn't believe some of the stuff. Like my some of my favorite stuff that I've ever seen, and like Captain America wielding Mjolnir in or Mjolnir in the middle of the battle was one of the best moments ever because he's getting his ass kicked. Fucking his, his shields <laughs> cut in half, and you're like, oh my god, they're gonna kill Captain America right now. And all of a sudden, you see the hammer come flying, and and he. And it's and it's cap, and he does all these cool tricks with it too. He's like hitting it with his shield. He's throwing it up in the air, and it was it. Yeah, like I remember, I just turned to Benny, and Benny had this ear to ear grin of just I can't believe what we're watching, and I was just I, I was floored by it. There's like one or two small nitpicks, and I I always have a problem with time travel stories, but whatever, I don't care. I was moved what? to tears. I was moved to cheering like numerous times. So uh, oh yeah, and so okay, the, the Captain America with the hammer, with the hammer, and, and it's it's awesome because Charlie knew the name. You're texting me when we were on the like getting ready to drive home. And Charlie's saying Monier, and I, you're, I was like, what the hell word is that? And then mm. I realized that's the, the actual name for the hammer. Yeah, it's Monier. Um, but that meow, meow. that was like, I, I, I looked, uh, I leaned over to Maya, um, my daughter, your niece, and, mm. and, and it was like, I have goosebumps. When he picked up that hammer and started to wail on Thanos, I was, <laughs> it was, it, it, I was like, that was, that was, that's why you went to see that movie. That's what you're waiting to see. Um, that there's, was so good. There's so many pump fakes in that movie too. You're like, oh my god, I told like, all right, this is exactly where fucking this is where Rocket and War Machine and everybody drowned a horrible death because, you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. And then you know, Ant Man gets in there and turns into Giant Man. And then, dude, Steve, I'm telling you, when he, when you hear Falcon come through on Cap's comms. And he just says on your left, and then everybody shows up through those <laughs> through those gates. Like, dude, I'm talking about it now, and the hairs on my arm are standing yeah. up. Like, dude, 22 movies, 10 years, 
wrapped up about as perfectly as I could have asked for. Sure, when I rewatch it, yeah, I'm going to have some some nitpicks with it, but I don't care. I, I really don't. There's just so much. Dude, Fat Thor. Like that's like I, that's why my screen name in this in the in the the podcast right now it says Fat Thor because I will watch an entire trilogy of movies of Chris Hemsworth playing fat, drunk, angry, so, like, stupid Thor, the Thor Lebowski or something. Oh, like, yeah, he just when when start when Tony Stark turns to him, he goes easy easy Lebowski, and he's like what? Oh, dude, and, it's so good. And there were some good laughs in that in, in, in it as well. Um, but sure. one thing you touched on, so what? I said sure. The, the the concept of using Paul Rudd of not having any idea what's going on. You know what I mean? To be that audience surrogate of get, getting caught up on five years because there is that time jump. So there, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if I don't know if you saw Ant Man versus Wasp, he had no idea anything happened outside you know what i mean he was right. in the quantum realm, right and then yeah, everyone yeah. disappeared so when he comes back out he didn't know about the snapping he didn't know <laughs> right. that everybody was gone so when he's sitting when they go and they go to meet up with hulk banner when now they're symbiotically living together as a giant green oh my genius God. doctor <laughs> as a doctor and like he just sits down and the look on paul rudd slash scott lang's face is he's looking up at, at mark ruffalo's hulk character like wearing a shirt like you know what i mean like i think he had like a henley or like something on and he was taking selfies with people oh that's uh, there's so much good in in that movie that it, it, it can overshadow like my my one biggest the one part i actually laughed at that i I don't think it was intended to. Was when Thanos was wearing like that woven T-shirt. Did you, when, he, when they go, and they oh my flash god, with the, the, with the arm is cut off. Yeah, yeah. Go, no, no, no. When he's just yeah, when he's just like at his, they call it the garden or wherever he is. Where he went <laughs> to go live out his days, and they just cut to him, and he's wearing like sweatpants and a T-shirt, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I guess even Titans have leisure Sundays, so. Right, right. They're just, uh, he's out picking vegetables, like whatever, the dragon fruit or whatever. Yeah, like whatever it was. But it's just like I laughed out loud at that. And then, of course, because I'm a dude, I didn't I, I didn't have that same feeling when they had that, the feminist moment where all the, the women, the women superheroes came together. Like, it was one of those moments where like, yeah, I, was, I bet you that was amazing for Maya. You know oh I mean? my gosh, that's what she said when we, we were talking about favorite scenes on the way home. And she was like, that was my, that she's like, I sure. thought that was awesome. I, and I, I was like, just, I thought it was I, awesome too. I, I just, I, it, it felt a little forced to me. And it, the fact they put Pepper front and center, like really, like all of these other, <laughs> and, and they put Pepper front and center. And all right, I, I guess it's cool that they gave Pepper something to do when she was her iron medic or whatever her. I forget what her character in the comics is called because she gets the suit of armor in the comics too. And I forget what she goes by like iron medic or something or other, Mm -hmm. but she just kind of shows up and kicks all sorts of ass. Dude, when, when captain Marvel comes back, when you're like, Oh man, here come all the spaceships. What the hell's going to happen? And then the one spaceship just blows up and you see this (laughs) little ball of fire come like flying out of it. You're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. We have, we have captain Marvel too. So, yeah, she had an interesting role. We were talking about this. She like she was in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And you kind of had that. Okay, this is where this is all coming together, and then she disappears, and then she comes back. I mean, she's probably has like what ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, around there, maybe, maybe you fifteen. Have to, you have to realize too, Steve, that they shot that before they 
made Captain Marvel. Like her her stuff in that was before she even really knew the character. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, they right. shot yeah, yeah. they they shot Good Infinity point. War and Endgame back to back, or shot them well not back to back all together at once. So it was like so they shot her stuff, and then she went and shot Captain Marvel afterwards. So when you inhabit that character for as mm. long as it takes to make that solo movie, then yeah, you're gonna. I don't know. I, I I don't think they realized how big Captain Marvel was going to be box office wise. Right. You know what I mean? Like they already knew how strong and how powerful she was, and she was going to play a huge role in the Infinity War slash Endgame. But I don't know if they realized how big and how popular she was going to be. So yeah, it did feel. But her line about where the hell have you been? And she goes, there are a lot of other planets out there and not all, not all of them have you guys. And you just see Don Cheadle just kind of give her this look like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, we, have, right. we have a group of superheroes plus a Asgardian God to help guard us. And a lot of these places don't, but it, it always comes to fat Thor living, living with Korg and just yelling at people while they're gaming. Like, Oh my <laughs> God, that was hilarious. Like I looked <sighs> over that, you know, and they, the fact that, and they're doing a whole, I don't know if you play Fortnite. There's a whole no. Fortnite Avengers Endgame crossover okay. going on right now. So they were playing Fortnite in the movie and who was the big guy? Korg is that? Korg. Yeah. That's uh... like some kid called me a dick or whatever. <laughs> well, that's uh, Steve. That's Taika Waititi. That's the guy that wrote and directed Thor Ragnarok. He's the voice of, of Korg. Oh really? Yeah, he's dude. He's really, really funny. If you haven't ever seen, or if you've never seen a movie called What We Do in Shadows, there's a FX miniseries or a series that they're doing now, which is like a American version of it. But it's him. Uh, Do you know who Jermaine Clement is? Have you ever watched Flight of the Concords? No, but I know what. I mean, I've 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 maybe seen an episode. Okay, I know what it is. Not the smaller guy, but the big, the the bigger guy with the beard and stuff like that. That's Jermaine Clement. So him, uh, Taika Waititi, and this other guy. It's like a mockumentary about modern day vampires, but they're like guys that grew up in like the Victorian era, so they still dress like that, and then they go out at night in like modern L.A. and everyone just makes fun of them for being goth kids. <laughs> Steve, dude, I'm telling you, if you if you ever get a, I think it's on. What's it called? It's called What We Do in Shadows. It is hysterical. Like they, they come across this group of werewolves who have sworn off of swearing. So like every time they they say a cuss word, the one guy is like, "Dude, we're werewolves, not swearwolves," and he has to put like a dollar in a swear jar and stuff. That's oh, hilarious. Oh, dude, it's so good. But anyway, so what? Wasn't there a thing? So and I, I can't remember. All these movies start to run together. Sure. Like you said, there was what twenty two movies. Twenty two. Yeah. So, but wasn't there a thing like Captain America didn't swear? Well, yeah, in and then he I swore see, in this movie. Yeah, I've been rewatching uh, all of them, kind of leading up to this. I saw I rewatched all all three of the Avengers, and then I I watched a few like Captain America in, in between. But yeah, in the beginning of Age of Ultron, the second Avengers movie, someone says "damn it" or something like that, and Cap goes "language" and like it becomes <laughs> a running joke throughout the whole thing. Right, right. And then he said like something like, "We got to get the kill those bastards or kill that kill that son of a bitch." And there yeah, just kind of turns and looks at each other. But that's dude, like, like, and the way. So it is. It, it has always been Tony Stark's story. Like everything has always. It started with him. Like the the yep. first Iron Man is why Marvel Studios exists in the first place. Like that was a gamble. John Favreau wasn't a commercially bankable director, but 
Robert right. Downey Jr. wasn't the household name anymore. He was just... He was start, rebuilding his career. He was right? rebuilding he, his career after he, he had hit rock bottom. Like, he got... I don't remember exactly the story. Well, my friend Walsh and I were talking about it, but he... It, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, or you can look at it as I'm telling you a story. He got... He violated his pro, his probation, I think, because he woke up next door or a few houses down in like one of the family's beds, like one of the kids' beds, and like the family woke up and was like, "Hey, dude, you got to get out of here." We're like, "We're not going to call the cops, but you're in my child's bed. Like, you have to get out of here." And you're like, "We know you're Robert Downey Jr. We know you'd get in a lot of trouble. You need to get out of here." And he wouldn't. And that's that was like apparently rock bottom. So when Favreau wanted to cast him as Iron Man. Everyone was like, no, he's not. He was, he's a very, a very, very, very good actor at that point in time. But you're talking about a million or a hundred million dollar gamble on a guy that you might not even show up to set at that. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, yeah. pulling himself out of rehab. And when they went to start shooting Iron Man, there was no script. Like Jeff Bridges talks about. He goes and he sits in his trailer and they're bringing pages that he has to learn to shoot that day because they were working on the script as it was going. And it was just like, holy crap, like all of these things had to align in order for that first Iron Man to work. And it did. And that put Marvel Studios, gave it a bankable force that, all right, if we do these the way we know they'll be good and they'll be accurate to the comics and they'll be, mm-hmm. and they'll be engaging stories that we owe everything to Iron Man. So for him to make that heroic sacrifice at the end felt right, felt justified. I didn't feel cheated that somebody else, like even from the very first, it's, it's the idea like you would never lay down on a wire and let your, your, your comrade climb across you. And he's just like, I would cut the wire. And then it's all about the suicide play do about doing what is right. He tried to do it in the first one where he took the, the nuke up into the wormhole and luckily he he survived that one but tony's always been narcissistic and for him to make the martyr play at the end i thought was great so it was was, that was awesome like the the way it ended the way like i don't think they could have wrapped it up better with the but steve did you iron man and the in the in the nod from dr strange with the kind of like with the one where he puts yep. he puts the finger up and Tony's like, all right. He was like, he he said, you know, you say we have a one in a fourteen million chance. Is this it? And he goes, if I tell you, then it won't work. And then like right in the middle of the battle, you just see Doctor Strange look up and Tony looks at him. He just gives him that one. He puts his one finger up, and I was like, oh my god. And then, yeah, he gets the and he does the snap. Oh, but, so but it was good. but it, but it was that, and then it was the. You know, like how, how, like whether they, I don't know if they were planned, like if that was part of the plans, like how, I don't know how he got the Infinity Stones. I mean, or if that had all been orchestrated or something. I don't know. I, maybe you know more about that than I, but. No, not really. I mean, the the idea that when Hulk did it, it was, it was an Iron Man gauntlet. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how they, their Infinity Gauntlet was just an Iron Man, was just an Iron Suit gauntlet. That's all yep. it was. So. Right. Maybe he had the technology already and he just put it in his suit as like a last ditch effort, you know, Mm, just as like a redundancy that say, hey, if we get separated from this from this gauntlet, I can still take those stones, put them in mine 
and and we don't we're not worried about the glove all we're worried about is the stones right so maybe maybe iron you know what i mean like war machine could have had one built into his pepper could have had one built into hers just in case just as fallbacks right, just fallback, in case yeah. in case something but steve did you notice the line from hulk about what cap went to do so remember when he hands him the case and Cap's going back to the original timelines to put them back where they were? At the very end, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he says, all right, we're, it's only going to be five seconds for us, but it's going to be however long is necessary for him. If he doesn't come right back, it's going to cause all sorts of weird tangent universes or parallel timelines, I think is what he called. Yeah, yeah. He called it like parallel timelines, but we won't worry about that because I trust Cap. <laughs> and then he doesn't come back, Steve. So just that little toss-away line was what I was talking about was the idea now there's all of these splintered timelines of different people becoming different heroes at different times. And you know what I mean? Like different costumes and all of those things. It it just allows them to, to tell stories that they want to tell instead of being this big cogent, coherent, massive cinematic universe, which is hard to do when you have so many different writers and so many different directors trying to find a common vision it's too hard and for them to pull off what they've done in the past 22 movies is phenomenal and that's why i think dc sees it and and doesn't want anything to do with it like that's really tough to do so we're not even going to try anymore so we'll see yeah i mean correct me if i'm wrong i mean this we're talking this movie bigger than star wars Steve, it like, made a billion dollars already. It made I know, 300... 1.2. 1.2, I got an alert this morning before we even went and saw it. Like, 1.2 billion opening weekend broke all the box office records. By far. Like, dude, it, $360 million in North America alone. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and that's it made cr- the careers of, like, so, it, you know, you get a bounce back from Robert Downey, the whole, and I, I guess not just the Avengers, but that whole, his sure. what, three Iron Man movies and how many Avengers movies? Five? Three Avengers. No, it's basically three of almost all of them. There's three Captain Americas, three Iron Man, three Thors, three Avengers, uh, two Guardians, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant Man. The Asgardians of the Galaxy. The Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, I, is that is that what the next one's going to be? Because I'm on board. I'm on board with Fat Thor teaming up with Star Lord and oh Rocket. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, I, I sure. Like I would have been okay with a, a like I said a series about Thor and Korg living together. Like, but if you want to give me, you can take them... it in so many different directions, and you don't need the Avengers anymore to do it. Nope, no, not really. Because that that is done. It was it was an arc. It was awesome. Again, it was bigger than Star Wars. It made yeah. the careers. Uh, it Robert Downey resurgence. It, yeah. I mean, is Chris Evans anything without being Captain yeah. America? I mean, that's Chris. Chris Evans is a pretty talented dude. I'm not, I mean, I'm not I'm saying not, he's not, but I'm saying that, you know, that puts true. him on the that's map. That's super stardom. Yeah. He can do whatever worth, he wants now. Right. Like, yeah. He's so damn likable. I, I It's hard for me. Like, Chris yeah, Hemsworth? I should, yeah. And yeah. you should not like him because he's so big and he's so good looking and he's so, he's got the cool accent, but he's so funny. Like his comedic timing is unreal like watching him in that or mm-hmm. watching him in it, it wasn't a good movie but did you watch the remake of vacation or the the continuation of vacation no with with uh uh ed helms, ed helms as, no. as as rusty as a grown-up rusty doing the same trip with his family no it, so he played chris Hemsworth plays i think it's 
Audrey's either husband or ex-husband who's like this ditzy weatherman, but he's got, I don't know, a 14-inch dick. And like, so like he walks around and it's like hanging, like he wears short shorts and it's like hanging out of the bottom of his shorts. So you just, like, if you just Google the scenes with Chris Hemsworth, like the movie itself isn't very good, but, right. but Chris Hemsworth in that is, is so good. And he was good in Ghostbusters as like the ditzy secretary hipster guy that they have working right. for him. Like his comedic timing is so good. Like you shouldn't like him. Like I should, I should be resentful because that man has all the good looks and charm, and <laughs> he's got some like, charisma yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bradley Cooper, really. Bradley Cooper, you have to speak like three languages too. Yeah, who's mm-hmm. also in the movie? Like Rock, yeah. Rocket had some of the best lines yeah. in that movie when he was like when they were all on the like the the holograms and they're talking mm-hmm. to Black Widow and he's like, oh, I got uh, you know, I got other stuff to do and. He's like, what, get another haircut? <laughs> and she was like, no, I got a blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. See, all right, so that that brings me to my probably my biggest nitpick about it. I Well, not even nitpick. It's just I, I wasn't as vested in, in Black Widow's sacrifice. I, I wasn't – it didn't carry the same emotional resonance for me as it did when it happened in the other – you know what I mean? When it, when it was Gamora in Infinity War. Right. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it was supposed to be this big, oh my gosh moment. Eh, eh. I don't know if it's just because I, I have such affinity towards Cap or Thor or those ones more so than I did for Black Widow that it did, it was lost a little bit on me, but whatever. Oh, I, it was, it was, it was tricky though. I mean, the, what they did with that, that was, it that was interesting, right? Because it wasn't one of the, I mean, she is a core Avenger. Don't get me wrong. She was there from the, from the beginning, but. It was a you kind of like well I want her to stay and you know I want I want Hawkeye to go but you're like but Hawkeye's got a family and you're like I really don't want either of them to go yeah. but if I have to pick one who am I going to pick and then they kind of just kept it going back and forth like yeah. oh that one's going oh that one's going and you're trying to be okay with whichever choice and then ultimately yeah. she made the sacrifice which well how about they actually gave Hawkeye some shit to do I was happy about that like first of all they break your heart by at the very beginning when you you know the whole scene about the snapping happening and his entire family disappearing to him going fucking bloodlust insane and just going and murdering a bunch of people but him getting the stone and then getting the gauntlet like yay hawkeye got to do some stuff it yeah, wasn't yeah just they weren't he wasn't just the guy that flies the 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 quinjet or the guy that shows up to shoot a couple arrows like they right. gave him some stuff to do they gave pepper some stuff to do like she actually was not i wouldn't say a huge component but a, a, a huge part of the story yeah. so yeah, and the, and the fact involved. that they went so, I, so <laughs> as I went into this movie, I was expecting them to undo the snap. Like I was fully expecting them to undo the snap, and I thought they were going to do that. You know, that they were going to lead up to how they were going to do it. Nope. And then at some point, like when the five years went by and everything, you're like, "Oh my god, they're not undoing the snap!" Like they nope. they 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 kind of they like you said it was a jump fake. Like. Yep. You, I felt going in, so when he, like, when, like, yeah, his kids and, and wife disappeared. I was like, oh my god, that's brutal. But they're coming back, right? They're gonna, like, they're gonna undo the snap. And all of a sudden, you're like, what if they're really gone? Like, we all just assumed. What if that was like, we just got to move on from this. So they, they, they did it. They give you enough time to be like, oh crap, it's yeah, been five what? years. There's no like, Thor, if Thanos is dead, like they cut off his head, like that, it's all gone. And, and they're it's not, gone. And, and they're not going to do it again. And then 
you know, and then the whole Ant Man thing happened. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was I thought that was well done. Uh, the other thing, and we you touched on a little bit, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So that the way they explain time travel in this movie and the way that they defunct all the other time travel movies, and even they, they said them all out loud, they're like, yep. <laughs> Back to the Future, Bill and Ted's, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, and when, when, when Banner Hulk, is that what we're calling him? Sure. Whatever. But when he's like, no, that's not the way it works. Like, it, 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 what that they're gone and they're gone. And we bring them back, they come back. But they don't come, like, when we go back and do this stuff, it doesn't, like, it almost, he almost, like, demystified the butterfly effect a yeah. little bit. Yeah, right? this is, you're not going into the past. You're, this is still your future. You're just going to experience <laughs> the past. And I, yeah. Yeah, That's the past only- is your future type of thing. And then you're like, <laughs> and then Paul Rudd, does like, so Back to the Future was wrong? Oh, back the future, yeah, Back to the Future was full of crap. Yeah. So I, I thought, I, I, but I thought the way they did that, because time travel movies can get really confusing, sure. right? I think that's the risk you run when you take something like that has such mass market appeal, right? We did a whole podcast. I remember, do you remember what number of podcasts we did time travel? It was early. It was it, uh, I'm going to find it here. Uh, I'm going to say it was like four, three or four. Was it that, was it even, was it that much? I think so. I can't believe we're on episode 14. Dude, what a yeah, good nerve weekend it is, though, man. I had, I had Endgame on Friday, and then the draft, the, the Browns. Dude, I love the greedy Williams pick. I was, I'm indifferent on the other ones. I like the Mac Wilson pick. I, did, did you know why we drafted that kicker? Baker's kicker? <laughs> Baker's kicker. That's yeah. That's <laughs> episode was, oh. 7. I'm sorry. We did time travel okay. movies on episode 7. Luckily, I have okay. all these here kind of in front of me. So, um, And, I, you know, and I don't, I, I wouldn't put this on the list of time travel movies, but Time travel was so important. Time travel was so important sure. to the plot, and and they but they made it so it's palatable to their kids. You yep. know what I mean? Like <laughs> they kind of the way they set it up was like this is all going to happen. We're going to bring these people back, but we're not going to undo. You know, um, Tony Stark and Pepper having a having a kid and all that. We're yeah. not, that doesn't change. Like, I like th- that he made it a point to say that he goes when you get the gauntlet and make the snap. The past five years happened. You know what I mean? Like, we bring back everybody that happened the five years prior, but what happened in the past five years still happened. And I'm like, okay. But the the part where they go back to New York in whatever, 2012 or whatever it is, and Mark Ruffalo or Banner Hulk has to rip his shirt off. (laughs) And he has to go, and he has to fake smash. He's like, He's like, this feels gratuitous. And he, like, he rips it off. And he, like, punches it. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Knocks over a light pole. But then they see... The, the real Hulk from that point in time, like stomping the one alien's head into the ground, and they turn and look at Banner Hulk, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and looks all embarrassed. Oh, so good. It was good. Like, it had those comedic moments, too. Like, yeah. it was, and I think that's the thing with that, with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and the whole Avengers franchise, or, you know, the movies, is they're fun. Like, they're fun. Like, you can have, and, and my, and, and to your point, people cried in that movie. But they also laughed in a that lot, movie, right? And, and yeah. I love your line that when we do these podcasts, like not everything has to be Schindler's List, nope. right? It doesn't always have to be uh, drama and seriousness in a, in a, in a point. Like uh, again, those 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 do certain things, and there's great movies sure. out there that do that. But for something like this, it was just it was fun, and it made you laugh, it made you cry, and it was you know, 
Sure. It's, so it, it, was, it was just it was good. It was good. You left you left the theater theater feeling good. You felt like it was a good end. I don't know. Well, so Maya definitely didn't like the uh, the old Captain America thing. I thought that was cool, right? I thought that was a way like they, they need to end it, and not everybody can ki- die, right? Yep, they killed him without killing him. Exactly. They, That's exactly. That, it was a, and it was a happy ending without being like a walk off into the sunset. But you can tell, you can still tell stories about Captain America and the Howling Commandos dating from the forties until now. It opens. We're not. You don't close the book on Cap. You don't close the book Correct. on Steve Rogers. You're just yeah. closing the book on Steve Ev- or uh, Chris Evans' version of him. Like Correct. that character still exists. There's no more. He went into the ice. You right. know what I mean, Steve? Like there could be Captain America during Vietnam. There could be Captain America <laughs> throughout the you know the history of the of the United States. There's right. a Captain America that's going to exist in that time frame. All right, let's see some of those stories. Let's see. Let's see what Captain America would do during Watergate. Let's see what happened. What would Captain America do during nine eleven? Let's let's see some stories about this right. ideal of of American patriotism, like the living embodiment of American patriotism, throughout these horrible historical contexts. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm down. I, give right. some give some up and coming directors and writers some leeway where they don't yeah. have to fall into this coda and just tell some interesting stories. I'm all yep. for it. Yep. Yeah. So I, a, a, again, for me, I thought that was like for me, I thought it was okay. Right? Because like, you need to you need to kill him off without killing him off, and he did. He got yeah. old, like, but he was happy, well, and it was. I, I thought it was well done. It passed was the, that Chris know. Evans or was that just his voice? That's an oh, I don't know. Question. I looked at it a couple times. I was like, if that's Chris Evans, that's really good. That's what I'm saying. So do we want to do a dollar bet? I'll take that it is. Oh, I was going to say that it is. Okay. I'll I was going to totally do- say, I was like, I think that I, was something that. I'll say that, it isn't then. I'll say it's his voice only. All right. See if we can look that up. But no, like, that's what I mean. The the ceremonial handing the shield to 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 Sam was great. And the fact that the Disney Disney Plus, their new streaming service, has already announced that they're doing mm-hmm. a Winter Soldier and Falcon series with the two of them together. So why does it just have to be one of them donning the Captain America? You know what I mean? Like that they can both handle the shield. They both have been cap at some point in time in the run of the comics. So Wait, who has? Sorry, I'm I'm trying to look this up and do Bucky and Sam. Falcon oh, they, and So the, they've both been both have been Captain America in the comics. Because Bucky basically is Captain America. He's just the Russian right. chemical version. Like, you know what I mean? He's just, and he's got a bionic arm from Wakanda. Like, so he has all the regenerative strength, and, the regenerativeness in the strength and speed and the, the combat training and stuff. And Sam's a former soldier. Like, that's the only thing that I have a problem with Sam becoming Captain America. He doesn't have any superpowers. He's just... He's just a really, really skilled pilot, and he's a trained combat guy. Right. And Chris Evans is in old age makeup. It is? Augmented with some digital effects to slim his Wow. Wow. I was way wrong. No. That was good. Um, Wow. All right. So so what? There's a couple other things. Um, Still up three. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Write it on your board, man. I'm not going to write it. Oh, right. Okay. it's now three dollars to Chris. Yeah. Uh, Steve. I like how they showed how badass Thanos was. Thanos with that double bladed thing that he had. That double bladed sword was yeah. awesome. But him sitting down and and disintegrating was great. 
Like, because yep. you didn't, you, you kept waiting. You kept, I remember like looking at his shoulder and like, is he disintegrating? And then he didn't, and then he didn't, and then he didn't, and then he finally did. Because there was an interview that the Russo brothers did, and they said, why did Peter take so long to disintegrate in Infinity War, to, mm. to fall to, fall to right. dust? And he said, we deliberately did that to show how strong Peter is. He was like, people underestimate how strong how strong Spider-Man actually is in the context of the superheroes. Like he's really, really strong. That's why right. he's able to easily capture or easily catch winter soldiers punch. Like it didn't even in, in, in civil war when he just Bucky goes to punch him with his, his arm mm-hmm. and he just, he just catches it. He goes, you got a metal arm. That's awesome. So that's people. <laughs> all the fans were asking the Russo brothers, why did it take so long for Peter to, to, you know, to crumble into dust. And he said, because he's stronger than most people. He's stronger than right. most of stronger than yeah. most people. He's stronger than most of the characters that dissolve. That's why Thanos lay out of like 30, 30, 40 seconds just sitting there and kind of smirking. And then you're like, holy crap, he really dissolved. But yeah. And, but you're also thinking, like, did they not snap him? Like, something else is going to, there's going to be another twist coming. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they kept him to kill him or they kept him to do mm-hmm. something else. And, so from what I understand that Kevin Feige, the guy that's the leader of Marvel, said that the, the whole saga, these first 22 movies, is all called the Infinity Saga. Like This is, this is chapter one, apparently, of what Marvel wants to do. All right. <laughs> Those if, this was, if this was only one story you want to tell, sure. I'm in for the next 50 if you want to. But apparently this isn't the end of phase three. The new Spider-Man is, and the, Maya looked up. They're they're going to do a um, Black Widow movie. Yeah, but that's it's a is that's, it a prequel? I think so. Well, they haven't even. I don't even think everyone's signed on for it. Like, I think they just hired a couple writers, a director. Oh, okay. Like, they're not shooting yet. But this is what I mean, Steve. This is. I think this is going to be the first of one of those kind of standalone stories where you don't have to bring Scarlett Johansson back unless you want to do an older version of her just as flashbacks, where you're just basically telling stories of... She got her name... It's called the Red Room. It's the the Soviet spy agency that trained her. And Mm. I think there's been multiple Black Widows before. I don't think it's just her. You know what I mean? Like the idea of... It's kind of like a call sign. It's like my theory about James Bond and 007. Like those are just code names given to the seventh agent in MI... MI6 or whatever they refer to it as in the movies. Like, he just happens to be... There's six other ones. He just happens to be the seventh one. That's why I think they should kill Daniel Craig at the beginning of the next one, and then Tom Hiddleston and Idris Elba fight to become the new James Bond. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. (laughs) But that makes sense. Steve, think about it. In the James Bond, like, that's why there's been so many different versions. That's why there was Sean Connery and Timothy Dalton and Roger Moore, because it's not a name. It's a code name. No, that's true. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, switching gears to something before I forget it. We talked about this. So the the ending scene, right? Or at least the, the funeral scene at the end, right? When they got to go through and you have batches of, yep. you know, of the Avengers. And the, the mourners the, standing the together. Yeah. But as you get to the end, there's somebody that we didn't recognize. It's the right? kid from, it's the kid from Iron Man 3. It's the kid that finds his suit. Do you remember Iron Man three when he yeah he, yeah like, so the, standing by himself I was like yeah, well, it's I him. think we're supposed to recognize who the kid was and we no didn't. I I think he grew up too much it's the same actor kid but he went through puberty 
Uh, okay. So you, I did the same thing, Steve. I like I tried to make like a mental image. I'm like, who the hell was that? Why am I supposed to know who this dude is? Is that an X Man? Did they slip an X Man in there that I don't That's know? That's what who I it thought is? too. I was like, oh, is yeah. that going to be like a young? No, it's, it's X. It's the kid from Iron Man Three. Which, who knows? He could take over as Iron Man. There, I think it's a girl now in the comics. I think it's like some child prodigy that Tony Stark kind of gives the mantle over to her, and she becomes the new Iron Woman or whatever. But yeah, I think I'm ninety five percent certain that that's the kid from Iron Man three. I forget what his name is, Jacob Tremblay, maybe. No, that doesn't sound right. Hold on, there's I'm looking it up because there's and, and people will obviously Google this because <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, clearly it's probably one of the first Google results that came up. Or as you typed it in. But apparently that was supposed to be kind of a takeoff. There's a really famous uh, comic. Ty Ty Simpkins. Ty Simpkins, You'll remember from Iron Man 3 as the kid from Tennessee who helps uh, Tony recharge his suit when he investigates a mysterious death. And then he he revamps his workshop at the end. He's also the kid that was in Jurassic World. Oh, okay. The sequel. With, was like, that the yeah. only person at the end we didn't recognize? I was trying to yeah. think because you, you go through and... Yeah, because yeah. I was going through and seeing who was clustered together and who was standing yeah. off by themselves. But yeah, it's basically who crossed over and whose movies and stuff like that. So they kind of kept them, kept them cloistered mm-hmm. that way. But yeah, and I was so happy they didn't have to wait. I made it through the entire movie without having to pee. And then I knew there was no end credit sequence. So everybody else was sitting there. I was like, Benny, no end credits. And we both just got up and ran to the bathroom. Oh, so we sat to the very end. No. Yeah, you so, should have asked. So a couple uh, things that happened with us. So um, we typically go, there's two theaters, uh, roughly they're regal, they're newer. Um, one is a little bit closer. It's like 15, 20 minutes from our house. Um, it has to kick up, like kick your legs up chairs. And then they have the other one is up. Maybe it's a 25 minute drive. And we get in the car, we're getting ready to go. We're going to get there. I want to be there a little bit early. And I'm thinking we're going to the one that's like 20 minutes away, 15 minutes one. away. And we and I look at the tickets, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to the other one. <laughs> and parking at that one's tough. And, and it was like, I thought we were going to be late. And like, and I was like, what if we would have gone to the wrong theater? Like, yeah, you were I'm getting pretty sure either. my family would have killed me. Probably. Well, the nice thing is, <laughs> you also realize that those tickets, the times on the tickets is when they start the previews. Oh, I, so know. You got a, I know. You got about you got about fourteen minutes, is what I figured it out. It's about twelve to fourteen minutes from the time that the actual time on your ticket says to when the we don't show up until exactly the time that it starts. Because then we just everybody's already in the theater, so you walk up to the concession stand, you get your soda or your popcorn, mm. and then you walk in, and all you're walking in is to trailers that I've already seen. Like Benny hadn't seen all like all the trailers that played before endgame i had already seen or had seen recently like i just watched it like the the godzilla king of the monsters one i had already seen it I, I turned to benny i was like have you seen this yet he was like no i was like okay watch it looks awesome and i don't know what it is but hollywood really likes putting out giant monster movies right around my birthday so it always <laughs> gives me a good reason to go dude like pacific rim uh kong skull island uh this was uh, the new king kong or uh godzilla uh, King of the Monsters is coming out like a week after my birthday, so it always gives me an excuse to go see John Wick and then a uh, monster movie. Oh right, John Wick's coming out too. Yep. Oh, there's there's a lot. a lot. Always came always came out in May. All three John Wicks have come out in May. Nice. So. 
a lot going on, and we got Game of Thrones, which you know, um, which I got to get upstairs for soon. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners out there, we didn't do a podcast last week. We were going to do one face to face. I was actually at Chris's house uh, in yeah. Philly uh, last Sunday on Easter, but um, the whip bed and breakfast. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> uh, uh, rolled in in the afternoon, and rolled out first thing in the morning. Uh, so we didn't have a chance to, to do a pod. We we're going to try to do one more there face to face. We really didn't want to sit around the mic, and look at each other. Um, yeah, it would have been weird. So, so we skipped last week, but we'll, we're going to keep these on uh, going forward. I think next time, uh, you know, we'll do uh, well, we'll do something. I wanted to do something kind of Pennsylvania related since I just spent uh, a couple of days up there in my home state. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years since oh. I'm back in Pennsylvania, so I was feeling a little nostalgic. So we'll go through some of that on our next episode. But uh, oh, so this one you- we wanted to kind of talk why it was timely um not to spoil it for anybody but you know this is a pretty big movie that just came out chris had seen it and we were going to see it so pretty big yeah pretty big movie yeah only one only made a billion dollars in the first weekend it was open oh man like but it's also it's like steve that we were talking about like these i'm a comic kid i grew up with patrick reading comics i was made fun of for reading comics and drawing comic book characters when i was a kid it wasn't cool it's like when you were into computers computers weren't cool back then like those were like weird badges of weird badges of honor that you and i wore we didn't exactly wear them proudly until now where computers have give you a very lucrative career and now comic books are probably the biggest franchises in the world so now the the rules run or the nerds rule the planet so be nice to your nerds But I also right. got you back in back into Game of Thrones too because I made you watch the the first episode. Yeah, now I want to kind of go. I want to make sure it's recording. Cause I want to watch because that it sounds like this one is going to be like the bloodbath that's going. Oh yeah, it's uh, the Battle of Winterfell. Gonna, like, 80, well, that's what when you said we're just leaving the theater. I was like, oh crap, we're going to have to do it after Thrones. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's eighty two minutes tonight. Yeah. I was like, I'm no, not doing it's a podcast. Supposed to be like the, one of the large longest battle scenes ever filmed. Yep. Like, yeah, but on so. sheer, sheer screen time alone. So, yeah, I got to get upstairs for that. So we'll do Pennsylvania movies next week, and I'll actually do some research because I didn't do a single. But that's what originally we were going to do this podcast last night, and you wanted to do the Pennsylvania movies, and I had seen Endgame on Friday. And I was like, when are you seeing it? You said, you know, Sunday afternoon. I said, can we wait? And you're like, I don't know. And now after you saw the movie, yeah, you realized, we did it. Because I couldn't talk to anybody else. Like, I couldn't talk to Erin about it because she hadn't seen it. And the only person I knew that had seen it was Benny. So Benny and I had just been t- texting back and forth right. like Fat Thor and Cap, Cap wields the hammer and Fat Thor. Cap fights himself. Cap fights himself. Old Cap versus young Cap. Oh, oh, wait. So one thing. I, I, know we need, I know you need to go. We need to wrap this up. I can't remember. Did he – did Cap – did you actually catch in the original Avengers him in the elevator with the, with the agents? Did he actually sail – could you hear Hail Hydra when he leaned over and whispered something? He didn't say it. Okay, so that's a takeoff of the elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Oh, right, so right. Sorry, in, in Winter, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. In Winter Soldier, this is, in Winter Soldier is just when he's starting to find figure out that this is, that Hydra has infiltrated. You know Shield. what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah. infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. So this was him kind of letting... So in order, in, instead of having to fight his way out again, like he had to do, and then he uses the information that he had about Hydra infiltrating Shield. Yep. So instead of getting into that huge fight again, and he doesn't know if he'd be able to make it out, he just leans over and says, "Hail Hydra." He doesn't say that in Winter Soldier ever. 
Oh, he doesn't. Okay. No, All right. I couldn't no. remember. I thought at some point maybe we, we, you think he does something, like he leans over and says something, but you never make out what he says or anything. Gary Shandling, is, that's, that's the big reveal. Is when, remember when Gary Shandling leans over and says something to, what is it, Agent Sitwell? Oh, right. That's, that's when we figure out that Hydra's in, infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. So that's right. the first big moment when you hear that. And then, obviously, Robert Redford says it at the end. But, no, he doesn't say that in there. But I loved how they took, like, all those little all the little throwbacks to the old movies. They, they, weaved, in the, the, all, mm-hmm. they weaved in all the other movies really well. Like, you're so, wondering how they are going to do it, and they, they kind of weaved it into the story. Yeah. You know. The, and the, even the, the, the Tony Stark, Stark running into... Was it Ned, his dad, or Harry? His, Howard. Howard, whatever. But that was um, a really, that was a really genuine Ned Stark, moment. isn't that the, from Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Not, he's not, Tony's not going to be the only Stark that dies this week. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, oh, that's uh, a good line. Um, that was a really, I mean, that was a really, a really good moment between not only like the characters, but like the actors. Like John, I think it's John Slattery. Is the, yeah, uh, he's Howard, so or he's, whatever he is. Yeah, he was great on Mad Men. Mad and they're Men. just good. At, yeah. They're just good. At, good actors, and the, them playing off each other, and and, and them talking. What, what, I forget what he said he was going to name him originally. It was something ridiculous, and then he ends up naming him Tony. But, yeah, yeah. But all right, I got to get up for Thrones. All right. So uh, uh, for all you out there, uh, please, you know, if you like the podcast, give us good reviews on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, again, you can get us on Spotify. You can get us on the Himalaya app now. Uh, of course, iOS and Google. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at @matchwits uh, or go to our website at matchwits.com. That's uh, wits with two T's, no H. Uh, until next time, uh, that'll do it. Yep, that's it. All right, I'm out. All right, later, see you, dude. Later, brother. Right. Oh, by the way, this is a friend of mine, Tree. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Bingo. All right. Together, we can stop battles.